As I was praying, asking the Lord, what would I, what would you have to say to the KT family today? And the Holy Spirit downloaded something in my heart. So I'm just going to share from my heart. Is that good? Yeah. So John chapter 9 is what came to my heart. So let's see what the Holy Spirit would unpack for us. The title of the message is, I was blind, but now I see. Why, Why not? Let's say that together, please. I was blind, but now I see. Now, this is an amazing testimony in John chapter 9. So... This is a testimony of a man that was born blind. And my question is, what important truths can we learn from this story? So, I'll read some of the verses. Verse 1. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was born blind from birth. birth. Can we we read from verse 2 together? One, two, three, go, please. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, for the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Let's put emphasis on the I am the light of the world. So let's do verse 5 again together, please. One, two, three, go. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Verse 6. And when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with his saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go. Wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Wow. 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 What, a, what an amazing story. Yeah, let me, let's pick up, up verse 25. Verse 25 is where the title comes from. Verse 25 says, He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. And the last few verses that we'll read is, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believed, and he worshipped. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that your word will speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, we've asked this. Amen. So, this passage is rich with a lot of truth. But as I meditated on it, these five things came to my heart that I would like to bring to all of us our attention today. So, five powerful truths that I felt the Holy Spirit would like me to draw out of the passage. Truth number one is that every person is born with some form of blindness. What did I say? Everybody. Everybody is born with some form of blindness. 
First and foremost, everybody is born with spiritual blindness. And we, until we encounter Jesus, for our eyes to be open to know him better and to know him for who he is, we remain spiritually and we need Jesus to open our hearts. And children, that's why we're encouraged to introduce children quickly to the gospel so that their hearts will be open early. There's natural blindness. There's cultural blindness. There's temperamental blindness. As in your personality has weaknesses and so does mine. And there are blindness, there are blind spots that we all have. The question is, do we see them? And everybody needs help to see. Let's say it together. Everybody needs help to see. Truth number two. Every sickness, be it physical, spiritual, emotional, relational, financial, cultural, or whatever, has a root cause. There is a root cause to every sickness. There is a root cause to every problem that we face. There is a root cause. And often... That's what I pray these days. When I'm praying for a situation, I'm praying for a couple, I'm praying into a team situation, a church-related matter, a situation that I know I don't have the answer. One of the key things I ask the Lord is, Holy Spirit, grant me revelation in the root issues. An example would be, last, a few days ago, a couple called me and said, we are at the end of the road, we're in trouble. We can't seem to get along. So, when I joined them to try and get through with them, I said, let us pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal areas of blindness. And it's amazing what the Lord will do to people's hearts when they recognize that the reason why they don't agree is because each is seeing things through a certain lens. What lens are we looking at things through? So everyone, every sickness has a, a root cause and the Lord will help us to unpack some of that. Truth number three, every trial we face in life is an opportunity for God to reveal his glory in us, through us, and to us. Let's say that one together. One, two, three, go, please. Every trial we face in life is an opportunity for God to reveal his glory in us, through us, and to us. Give somebody a high five and say, you will see the glory of God. High five somebody else and say to them, the glory of God will manifest in your life. Truth number four. Every time the Lord does something in us or through us, let's be mindful. <laughs> There's likely to be criticism or some negative reaction from someone. Can anybody relate to me what I'm saying? When God is doing something with you or in you or through you, be mindful that there could be a negative reaction. That's why the Bible says Jesus never put his confidence in man because he knew that human beings today would lift you up, but the same people sometimes will tear you down. Let us not put our confidence in what people say because people can change our opinions. Is that true? It is true. It's important that we recognize that even in the church, that when God is doing something, we can receive criticism. And it's not always constructive. But let's all watch our own hearts, that we don't become the ones through whom negative criticism 
flows through. Or be the one that will be known for being difficult. Truth number five. Everyone who acknowledges their blindness can be helped and healed. And those who don't will remain blind to their own blindness. (laughs) Wow. Everyone. Everyone has the capacity to be blind to our own blindness. As in you're blind, but you don't know you're blind. Because you're blind to your blindness. Are we together? But praise be to God, there is healing in Jesus. And if we acknowledge that we need help, there's a healing, there's help available. When I came to the UK in the year 2000, I, it's a long story, I find myself in Ipswich just by how God ordained it. And I found myself with the privilege to be preaching God's word in the Elam Church in Ipswich. They took me on, the senior minister took me on as one of, as his associate. And as I kept delivering the word of God, once a lady came to me and said, I'd like to teach you some things about the English culture. I said, okay. She said, when you, the way you preach at us, because I come from Ghana, I was red hot, Ghana, Ghana style preaching. <laughs> And she said, the way you're preaching, you talk as though we English are not born again. (laughs) Or we don't have the fire of God. And it's like, it's just the Africans that have it. And I said, is that how I'm coming across? She said, yes. But she was very straight. She came from London, so she was very straight. And very, she she could just tell me as it is. And everybody would come and say, that was great. But she would tell me, around and say, no. You lifted your voice too much. <laughs> if you want to reach a wide audience, you need to be balanced. And for two months, we didn't always agree, but I learned some things. One of the things she taught me was, because when I asked her for a drink, I would say, because I'd just come from Ghana, I would say, give me water, please. To me, that was polite. But she says, you're giving me an instruction, and I have no option to say no. I said, no, I'm not. She says, you are. Listen to yourself. You said, give me water, please. I said, but that's polite, is it not? She said, no. You should say, can I have a drink, please? So I have the option to say yes or no. That's cultural blindness. So now, when I go to Ghana, I say, can I have a drink, please? And they say, oh, you become so English. (laughs) It's like you can't win, but Jesus is Lord. Amen? Okay, so, how do I go back? No, I want to go back. (laughs) You see, blindness. (laughs) Thank you. 
This is what you call tech blindness. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, these five truths are things that the Holy Spirit would like us to unpack. The first one is, again, that every person, every person is born with some kind of blindness. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse chapter 1 and chapter 3, we know that when God created Adam and Eve, they were perfect in every way. And they saw themselves as people who had the glory of God over them. They were naked and yet they were not ashamed. And yet when they sinned, the Bible says they hid from God's presence because they saw themselves as naked and they hid. Because something changed when sin entered. And blindness came in. So in the text when we read that Jesus passes by and he encounters this man born blind. The text shows us this man's blindness, which was from his childhood, or he was born with it, there is a deeper meaning to it that the Lord would like us all to appreciate. But I like the question that was asked. The question that was asked was, does this come from his own sin or the sin of his parents? And Jesus' answer is very, very profound. Jesus said, neither, neither this man nor his parents have sinned. However, it does lead us to recognize that there is a, there is a cause for every, there's a root cause for every situation. So for his blindness, the question was, had he sinned? And you're asking yourself, how could a child that is not even yet born or just has, has just been born with a deficiency, how could they have sinned? But the mindset was that even a child in the womb could have done something wrong and therefore incurred a curse. But Jesus' answer to us in the text is that neither the man nor his parents have sinned, but it leads us to understand that there is a cause still. But he says that for the glory of God to reveal, and I'll come to that in a minute. But when you read the ministry of Jesus and you study it closely, you will find that there are times that Jesus would heal somebody and you say to them, go and sin no more. Or something worse will befall you. Or you say to them, your sins are forgiven. Like the man that his four friends dropped him through the roof. They brought him to Jesus and Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And people had an issue with it. But it's most likely that whatever condition he had was related to something he had done that had brought that about. So we... When we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the root issues, we will find the root issues of what we're going through or somebody else is going through. And there were times Jesus would rebuke a demon because unless you rebuke the demon, the sickness will not leave. If somebody is sick and is caused by a demon, praying for them will not cause them to be healed. But you've got to say, in the name of Jesus, whatever the demon is, so deaf and blind or deaf and dumb spirit, loose them now. Spirit of blindness, loose them and they will be free. Like a few weeks ago, when a lady was brought to me, a young lady that was demonized, the, the enemy had taken, was oppressing her and she, she was brought to be ministered unto. And the spirit of suicide was upon her life, trying to take her life. And praise God, she encountered the presence of God 
And the power of God set her free. All we had to say was, in the name of Jesus, speed us, you said, loose her. And she was free after about half an hour. There's freedom in the name of Jesus. So that's why it's important to understand what the root issues are. So, when you ask for revelation, revelation will come. There will be other times it's the lifestyle. For example, praying for somebody who had a continual cough, and the cough would not go. She had two courses of antibiotics, and the cough would not go until we prayed and said, Holy Spirit, give us some revelation into this. And the Holy Spirit revealed to her she had been eating nuts, and she loved nuts. And the Holy Spirit said, stop eating nuts and you'll be free. And she did. And the cough left. I wonder what the root cause of what we're going through could be. Somebody hearing me this morning, you want to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, reveal what's the root of this issue. Some long-standing issues, and we've tried this way and that way, but maybe we have not asked the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, what is the root issue? And some root issues require repentance. Because repentance is a change of mind, a change of lifestyle, a turn around. She had to make up her mind, I will not eat nuts again. It was a change of lifestyle that brought her into healing. There's somebody here, there's a prolonged situation you've been facing. The Lord wants to set you free, but he wants to show you the root issues so you know how to be free. Somebody say amen to that. The root issues. Some of us require a change of lifestyle. Because there are some things that are going on within our physical body. Father, I thank you for revelation. There's somebody here, the Lord will show you you're eating, there's too much salt in your food. Cut down the salt. Because it's not good for your heart. No amount of prayer can beat wisdom. Because supernatural wisdom is answer to prayer. So you cannot be doing one thing and be praying for another result. It will not work. That's why sometimes there's frustration because we lack wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask. Some of us need to rest. Because our Pressure, our blood pressure is high. Some of us need to cut down our sugar. Because it's the root of some health issues. Because prayer will not replace that. Are we together? Root issues. Sometimes... The reason why a couple may not be getting on is they've not asked the Holy Spirit, what's going on here? Sometimes it's a demonic attack on your relationship. And until you address it accordingly, it will not change. Sometimes you've got to know, it's in the name of Jesus there's a spirit of infirmity here. I rebuke you. Loose. That's how freedom comes. The Holy Spirit showed me some years ago. He said to me, you are on the enemy's hit list. You are a target to the enemy. 
Therefore, notch up your prayer life. Get intercessors to raise the level of warfare because war is coming. And I did it for a season and the war started. Oh yes. It came from all angles. At home, my wife and I couldn't get on. It's like, where is this coming from? But when we descended, it, we stood in agreement. Holy Spirit, help us to be a discerning people. Let's pause and pray. Holy Spirit, help me to be discerning. Everybody, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, you may be watching online, I pray. Ask for discernment. In the root issue, whatever you face or you're praying for, believe God. Holy Spirit, what's going on here? We need a miracle. We need a breakthrough. We need a turnaround. Holy Spirit, give us revelation into the root issues. Root issues in relationships. Sometimes a team will not get on. There's a root problem. Ask the Lord for revelation and he will grant it. I pray for a parent here, for the root issues in your home, with your children, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, yes, the Holy Spirit will show, yes, that somebody here, because of your abuse of the past, has become your major filter. The abuse, the trauma of the past is the filter through which you minister, through which you live your life through which you do life. And the Holy Spirit wants to bring healing to the trauma of the past. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's your desire that every one of us will be healed from trauma, from abuse, from things of the past, because they become the filter through which we relate to others. I pray for freedom for anyone here today who has any filter of pain, the filter of rejection, the filter of, and of course, insecurities. In the name of Jesus, I speak Health and healing in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we pray for supernatural healing for every filter that is negative, that is hurting, that is angry. Some of us sound angry because something happened that has not yet been resolved. May the Lord heal us of the root issues in the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Neither this man nor his parents but that the glory of God, oh, I love this one, I love this one. Every trial we face, oh glory to God. Every trial we face in life is an opportunity for God to reveal his glory in us, through us, and to us. This man was privileged. I've read this several times, but it was recently that the Holy Spirit began to give me insight that I understood that Jesus actually wanted to use this situation to reveal himself as the light of the world. And he needed somebody that was in darkness that when they come into light, the point will be made. I am the light of the world. Whatever situation we are facing, and I know some of them self-inflicted. May the Lord help us repent, make changes. But especially those that are not of your making. 
that we ask the Lord to give us revelation for as well. But praise be to God that is able to cause all things to work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And Lord, help us. Lord, even when we miss it, we pray for your grace to help us. Every trial. So for this man, his trial was he couldn't see. And Jesus stepped into that situation. Oh, glory to God. And what did Jesus do? He revealed himself in him. So Jesus touched his eyes with clay. He made saliva. He, he, he revealed himself as a creator. He put saliva. He made clay. And he put on his eyes. The man, some believe that he actually had no eyeballs. So it was a recreation. Holy Spirit, I pray anything that is missing, if there's any hormone missing, if there's anything missing, any imbalance, chemical imbalance in any part of your body, any chemical going out of balance, any growth in any part of the body that should not be there, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing, life, something that is missing to be recreated. If there's nothing there, Lord, we pray, life, recreation in Jesus' name, by the power of the blood and the name of Jesus. The recreated miracle. Jesus revealed himself through this man. He revealed himself in him. He revealed himself in him. And so Jesus revealed himself in him as the light of the world. Jesus said, go and wash in the pool called sin. But we don't have time to go into all of that. And then with the next thing, we see that the man is now telling others. Because Jesus is revealing himself through him. He's now telling others he is the one. Who healed me? Jesus is the one. He begins to talk about Jesus. And we know that he's criticized. I'll come to that in a minute. But he begins to talk about Jesus because through his test became, a, a, out of that test came a testimony. Out of the trial he faced, God gave him a song. I pray that God will give you a song. Amen. Even in your midnight. Because every situation we face is an opportunity. For God to glorify himself. Father, I pray. Even what looks bad. Father, I thank you. Somebody going through. There's a, there's a business person here. Your business is going through a difficult. It's an opportunity for God to glorify himself. In a difficult relationship. It's an opportunity for God to glorify himself. In a sickness situation. It's an opportunity for Jesus to be revealed. As Jehovah Rapha. I pray today. If it's a financial need. Divine provision. That the Lord will reveal himself in you and give you a testimony. Once I was blind, but now I see. Once I had a need, but praise be to God, now I am a blessing to others. Once I was a beggar, but now I am a blesser. Wherever you are on the journey of healing, don't give up. Because that man was blind for more than a week. He was actually blind for more than a year. He was blind for a number of years. He was an adult by this time. And some of us have been carrying some things for a long time. And there are times when you've been carrying something for a long time. We get tired. I pray if anybody is tired carrying anything with the grace of God abound towards you. And I can see the time really, really racing. Number four, I pray, whatever comes against you, don't give up. Every time the Lord is doing something, something, 
The enemy will try and bring something against you. And sometimes you use people. I want to encourage you, don't be that person. Don't do the devil's job for him. Don't be an accuser. Don't be an accuser. Some of us volunteer our services freely to the enemy. Don't let your tongue be an instrument of the devil. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let's not do that. Because even though this man, Jesus, was doing something in him, there were those who were not happy. They were saying it was the Sabbath and all that kind of business. Oh, time wouldn't allow me. But let's end it on this. Everyone who acknowledges their blindness can be helped. The end of the passage shows us that the Pharisees were blind to their own blindness. And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin, but now you say, we see, therefore your sin remains. But for the one who acknowledged Jesus, Jesus revealed himself to him. And he worshipped him. As I draw this to a close, where could we be blind? Where could you be blind? Let's bow our heads, please. Where would the Holy Spirit want to bring some correction, some insight, some help? What area of our character needs to be more conformed to Christ-likeness? What would the Lord like to show us?